Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Get ready. You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Hey, Tea Sippers. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I hope everybody's doing good today. So I have my girl, Emily, here to join me in this conversation. Say what's up to the people, Emily. Hey. (laughs) So we wanted to come on here and talk about all the drama that's going on in the sex work industry. And I think, like I was telling you before, I said, I think I want to call this show the deplatformization of sex workers. Because they got these sex workers going from platform to platform, on a, on a hobo tour, on a hobo sex tour, because these platforms keep playing them and the sex workers are very, very upset. So it was announced earlier, um, no, it was announced in June that basically OnlyFans was looking to rebrand. And so they haven't really come out and confirmed it, but this is being whispered by many large publications like the New York Times, Rolling Stones, And they're basically saying that they're looking for more funding. They want a $1 billion evaluation. And the only way to get that is that they need to get rid of the sex workers. Because right now their site has just turned into a bunch of smut. And they're looking to clean up their image. So what do you think when you first heard about that, Emily? Well, I definitely agree with the point that you had made earlier where they uh, had been used because, like you said, sex sells. So they're getting all these girls to come in or just all these sex workers to come in and build their platform. And then the minute that um, they want to go more mainstream, they can't because it's too much sex work on there. Right. I think what a lot of people don't know before OnlyFans, Patreon was also cool with sex workers at Once Upon a Time. I have found this really interesting article about a young girl. Um, She was speaking out in, I believe, March of this year. And basically, she started doing adult cam work. And so first, she started uploading her videos onto Tumblr. Because remember, Tumblr used to allow all types of freaky stuff. And then she wanted to find a way to monetize that. Because why keep posting yourself naked for free? So she joined Patreon in 2014 to like better monetize her art and her, you know, her nudes and stuff like that. And she had over 3000 subscribers on Patreon and she was pulling around 25 grand a month. Okay. Then in 2017, Patreon put out an announcement and they said, Patreon is moving to restrict adult content on its crowdfunding site. So from 2014 to 2017, they was cool with it. So from 2014 to 2017, They were cool with sex workers using their site for crowdfunding. And don't forget, Patreon gets a percentage of every, you know, dollar earned, right? And then all of a sudden, they just started removing sex workers and saying that they wanted to go, quote unquote, more mainstream and that the sex workers were making Patreon look bad. So she went from making 25 grand a month to nothing. She lost it all. So then 
come, I believe, 2018 is when she migrated to OnlyFans because OnlyFans was like, oh, Patreon shut, shut you guys down. Well, we're willing to accept everybody, young, old, porn star, regular. You know, that's what they do. They make it look like they're all inclusive. Mm-hmm. So she moved over there in 2018 and she started making bank. A lot of her followers followed her over there. She was having a good time. Um, OnlyFans was taking 20% of their cut. But, you know, she's making her money. And then now fast forward to 2021, they're doing the same thing that Patreon did in 2017, which is uh, we want to go public. We want to be more mainstream. We don't want this sex worker, you know, mentality and these sex workers on here. It's becoming too much that OnlyFans is only known for sex work as opposed to other things like cooking and sewing and, you know, doing tutorials. So I just find it very, very interesting how a lot of these companies are basically pulling a YouTube, what YouTube did to us as creators, where, you know, in the old days of YouTube, anything went. And I'm not saying necessarily porn, but, you know, people could make all types of crazy skits and, you know, prank videos. And Uh YouTube was a wild, wild west. But once they started going commercial and bringing on celebrities and, you know, interacting with Hollywood, then they had to clean themselves up. And they got rid of a lot of those prank channels and problematic channels and things like that in order to save their brand and make their brand look more exquisite. So I see the same thing happening with OnlyFans as well. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because OnlyFans is kind of infamous for, for sex work. Like, that's what everybody did when every when everything shut down. <clears throat> excuse me. Everybody ran to OnlyFans. So I don't even know how they would clean their image up right now. I mean, there's so many videos, the... The um, Beyonce shout out. Um, there's other videos, uh, music videos with artists starting OnlyFans and dancing and making all this money. And it was promoting sex work. So it's kind of messed up that they're doing that. And I'm really interested into seeing how in the future they would even have a more like mainstream look to it. Right. I think they're going to make it more mainstream by using celebrities. See, that's yeah. how you push it towards the mainstream when you say, well, we have the Bella Thorns and we have, you know, um, just whatever celebrity, Jack Black and people like that who can make it more user-friendly because that's what YouTube did. You know, they really pushed the Jack Blacks and Will Smiths and things like that. And even Floyd Mayweather during the fight, he was wearing nothing but OnlyFans gear, you know, promoting them. You know, so that's what they're doing now. They're trying to move more towards the celebrity realm. And I think it's really unfortunate. Now, another thing that I found very interesting is people's responses to this on Twitter. So last month, it caused like a whole conversation. And it seemed like many people thought it was funny and was clowning. So I'm just going to read some of the tweets, okay? So one person says, only fans removing adult content. Some people's incomes are about to be in shambles. Another person, what will you OnlyFans quote-unquote entrepreneurs do when they start removing nudes and pornography from their platform? Somebody else says, not OnlyFans taught my removing pornography to get more advertisers. Y'all about to be unemployed. Laugh my fucking ass off. Mm. Sounds like a bunch of haters. Yeah, and you know, that's the part that annoys me with social media. And I don't care if it's YouTube, if it's, you know, OnlyFans. If you're able to get a bag on your own, for whatever reason, people like you, people gravitate towards you, they like, they like your content, and you're able to get a bag that way, 
you have people who are just pissed in, in their feelings. But the thing is, these are platforms that if you have some type of talent or personality, you too could get a bag. But they spend all that time hating on people and throwing shade. And the thing is, how are you mad because these girls are on OnlyFans showing off their bodies? But some of these same men talking shit and saying these thoughts are about to be on suicide watch. I hope these hoes, you know, saved up. It's an end to the simp economy. A lot of the folks who are talking mess are also the same ones who watch porn on the low. They're also the same ones who low key watch these same girls that they're making fun of. Yeah. And the hypocrisy is real, too, because, um, you know, there's all this stuff going on with, you know, the slut walk and, uh, you know, all this this era that we live in where you you can't judge people if you say anything like, okay, you know, there is a dark side to this or any type of if you give a negative opinion, well, then also on the same side, people are like, well, you shouldn't judge them and you shouldn't do this, and you, which you shouldn't. Don't get me wrong. But the Internet really does. have is so bipolar. Like I first they're laughing at them now that they actually are making money. But before when they are probably just starting out, well, OK, don't judge them. They got to do what they got to do. Yeah, it's such a contradictory stance, you know, and I'm all for anybody. As long as you're over the age of 18 and, and you know, people want to pay you to shake your ass online. That is your business. I'm not going to tell right. you how to eat. But there's also consequences that come with that. And we've spoken on that, you know, in depth, that it's not as easy as some people make it out to be. And granted, some folks are making 20 grand a month, 30 grand a month. But the average person, if you don't have a big enough following or a loyal following, you might only make just a few hundred dollars a month. And then at that point, you have to ask yourself, is it worth it for me to continue this and, and give so much of myself for two or three hundred dollars compared to somebody who's bringing in 20 grand? Exactly. There's definitely a dark side to the OnlyFans. And I think we had spoke about that before as well, saying, OK, well, in this instance, with this website, it's kind of given a lot of these sex workers, uh, I guess, more freedom to where they're not getting pimped out. They can kind of be their own boss. It's not as dangerous as, you know, working in the clubs or, you know, walking the streets or anything. And, you know, I was talking to one of my really good friends and I was, you know, quite, she's an OGT sipper <laughs> too. But uh, anyways, um, she was kind of giving me the lowdown where I didn't even realize that there's, you know, girls that are packing motel rooms full camming all day with pimps. And I didn't even, you know, I figured there was probably somewhat of a grimy side. But, you know, now with the travel industry kind of being hit as hard as it was, a lot of the uh, cities, like the one that I live in and other cities that are bigger, but just their travel industry, there's not as much tourism there. Mm -hmm. uh, the strip clubs are really getting hit hard to where they're not able to make money. So now they're having to come up with other ways. They're having to be a little bit more creative and only fans has been an outlet that they've been able to use, but they're still being, um, what's the word exploited. Right. Yeah. If you have girls crammed into a motel room camming all day, are they really even the ones getting the money? And, you know, that's a perfect segue. So today's sponsor comes from BetterHelp.com. Are there certain things that are interfering with your happiness? Is there something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp is here to assess your needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist. You can speak to them in a safe and comfortable environment and everything will be confidential. BetterHelp is convenient, professional, and affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are now recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. 
If you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you can get 10% off your very first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash SipSlow. That is my code to get the 10% off. Over 1 million people are taking charge of their mental health by talking to licensed professional counselors who specialize in a variety of things. Everything from depression to stress, anxiety, relationship issues, sleeping, trauma, and much more. So once again, if you are looking for some type of mental health support, make sure you go on to betterhelp.com slash sip slow to get 10% off today. As I was digging deeper into this as to why these sites use these women and then turn around and hurry up to deplatform them in the same breath is um, what's going on is that there was a law passed in 2018 and a lot of sex workers right now are trying to fight that law. I found an article that was written in February 26 of 2021. And basically they're saying that these sex workers are trying to petition um, the lawmakers. They're fighting to keep sex workers online. They're not just fighting against the stigma of sex work in general, but they're literally fighting to stay online because everywhere they go, they're getting deplatformed and they're losing money. So what happened is that there was a federal law passed and it's called FOSTA ISETA, which is very strange. Yeah, but- that's an interesting one. <laughs> so basically what that law means is where the U.S. board, um, they got they have the power to basically shut down any website. Regardless if it's an escort service, um, cam girling, anything where sex services are advertised, the FOSTA SETA is a bill designed to curb sex trafficking on sites like back pages. So it had good intentions. That is why the bill was made because on sites like back pages and even Craigslist, their adult section at one point in time, uh-huh. there was a lot of sex trafficking. A lot of, you know, nowadays you don't see girls necessarily walking the whole straw. I know we talked about that the other day. Like, you know, when I was growing up, you would see people walking the whole straw on Lake Uh Street. You would see them walking the whole straw on university and you saw them in your city. And it's not like that anymore. You know, now everybody has moved online. So you're not really riding down the street able to pick, oh, that young girl or that brunette or that black girl. Now you have to go online. So a lot of these pimps got smarter and they would exploit these girls on the internet. So that is why that bill was made. And let me spell the bill out for you guys. It's F-O-S-T-A dash S-E-S-T-A. But now what's going on is that they're saying that the bill is being used to affect sex workers that are of age and who want to be, let's just keep it real, exploited. For a bag. You right. know, so if I'm an adult and I want to sit up naked all day and be a cam girl on OnlyFans, I don't need the government telling me that I can't do that. So this was supposed to help non-consensual victims of sex trafficking, but it overlooked the consensual legal sex workers. So that's where the fight is coming in from. So this was actually a federal entire U.S. wide act that was signed into law also April 2018 that affected sex workers and all sorts of communities across the country. This law was meant to minimize or stop human trafficking by stopping websites from posting any information that provides advertisement or posts or anything regarding human trafficking and make them criminally liable if somebody is trafficked and their web platform is used in the process. 
But the law went too far and has actually been creating really dangerous and life-threatening conditions for sex workers all across the country. For one, it led to things like Backpage and Craigslist Personal section, which sex workers used to advertise and post their services. It led to those web platforms being shut down, meaning that more workers had to move outdoors or to other parts of the sex industry where they weren't able to vet their customers in the same way. So we know that that's actually led to more sex workers dying through acts of violence and murder. So this law that was meant to protect human trafficking victims has actually led to really negative consequences for sex workers in general. And it's also been difficult for human trafficking survivors because it's harder for law enforcement to find um, where human sex trafficking is happening. The other impact that they've had is that it's led to censorship, shadow banning, and deletion of sex worker accounts across all sorts of social media platforms. The reason this is important to know is that it's kind of the broader context that we're in right now. There's a lot of stigma and misunderstanding and bad information about sex workers. And it's really affecting the safety and lives of sex workers across the board. And um. This one woman says this, she says, she says basically this law has made it very hard and dangerous to be a sex worker. She says it's made it very difficult as well for law enforcement to track and recover potential victims of trafficking. So they're saying that it's working, it's not necessarily helping, that it's just working against everyone. And even when they have these laws up, it's not that it's necessarily working to help the trafficking victims because a lot of times they still can't find them, you know, because it's online. Because yeah. a lot of these people, like I said, with cam girls, they're not necessarily inviting the Johns to come have sex with them or trick with them. They're doing all this on camera. So yeah. it's harder to prosecute because this is somebody just watching you on camera. But again, you don't know if that person is 14 or 40. In some right. Cases. And, and it's also very interesting because, uh, especially if you live in a tri-state area like I do, mm-hmm. um, I didn't, re- since they put in all these laws in place, which like, uh, if, uh, you're consenting, consenting adults, you know, that's one thing. Now, obviously, yeah, if you're under the age of consent and, you know, you're being sex trafficked, obviously, no, that's wrong. But, uh, as far as all these new laws that have come into place, I didn't realize that say, if you are an escort or whatever and say you live in uh, Tennessee and the state mm-hmm. line's 15 minutes away and you cross the state line and go meet a John or whatever that is considered sex trafficking and the person involved or both people involved can be charged with sex trafficking and uh, those are felonies like they can get in a mm-hmm. lot of trouble for that just because you drove 15 minutes across the state line yeah and a lot of people are not willing to risk it anymore you know, yeah, especially since the Johns it. are getting charged now, too. Yeah. Before it was always the girls getting, you know, when we were growing up, it was always the girls going to jail for the weekend and shit like right. that. And yeah. the Johns would get like a slap on the wrist, like, go back home and fuck your wife. Because <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch cops. You know, that was like, that was a good thing now, cops. You need to stop fucking prostitutes and go fuck your wife. And then they're arresting the girls, you know. Yeah, they're like, you go to jail for the weekend, we'll slap you with the misdemeanor. But yeah, no, they didn't give a shit about the Johns. (laughs) Not back when we was grown up, honey. They'd be right back on the whole show uh, two days later, creeping around the corner, you know. so. another one now. 
Yeah, so it's definitely a lot different nowadays. And I don't blame people. Who the hell wants to get charged with a felony for trying to get some ass? Not right. I, John. You, yes. know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I get why for both parties, it's a bit safer because these girls aren't risking themselves on the street and getting picked up by a potential John and getting raped and kidnapped. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the STDs. Yeah. You know, prostitutes used to get killed all the time. You know, those are types and nobody of nobody cared. Yeah. Nobody cared. It's like, Oh, well that's part of their job. And yeah. so, you know, now this way with them doing online is definitely a safer option. And with the ones who are smart, they're able to keep, their money, you know, make their bag and keep it pushing. But then you have some of those who, you know, are in situations where they may not want to be there. Like you said, um, people being packed into a hotel room camming all day. Well, who has them in there? Who's getting a bulk of that money? You know, and that's the part that is just so, you know, that's, that's the part that's hard to determine. So I understand why the laws are there. But then I understand the, the frustration of the sex workers as well. But, you know, at the end of the day, I do feel like a lot of these sites, they will use sex workers, you know, because we all know sex sells. Yep. So you bring on the hot girls. They're willing to take it all off. You, you bring on the horny guys who have nothing better to do than jerk off all day. <laughs> and you have a perfect recipe for getting fast money. And they'll let it ride for several years. And then as soon as they get to where they want to be, then all of a sudden these sex workers go to log in and they can't get into their account. They're kicked off yeah. the fans and Patreon. And nobody feels bad for them. They're all on Twitter clowning them. Just like uh, the article that I had read. I mean, there was so many girls that had went to go log into their accounts and it all said the same thing. Oh, fraudulent activity, fraudulent activity. And these girls are like, I didn't commit any fraudulent activity. And so they're taking money out of their accounts they're not refunding their customers. And what are they left to do? Like I said, some of them that had enough clout, I didn't even realize they had like an adult film actors guild, or I can't remember exactly what it was called, but um, it, you know, pretty much the same thing, I guess, as the actors guild, except for people in the adult film industry mm -hmm. or for any type of sex work industry. But most people on OnlyFans, you know, I guess the people that don't have these huge followings, what are they supposed to do? Right, right. And that's the part that's unfortunate because if you don't have that cloud, if you don't have, you know, a million followers, you're just locked out. You know, you're just shit out of luck. And I know it's very easy for people to say, okay, well, go get a real job. Go be a waitress. Yes, I would prefer that women waitress and, you know, get IT degrees and work in banking and finance. But unfortunately, you have some women where they don't want to do that. They want to use their bodies, you know, and the, the female body has been so commodified. You, we can take it back to, you know, hip hop videos, even further than that, of course. But if you remember on Tupac's video, um, even back then, porn was glamorized to us as children. In Tupac's video, How Do You Want It? I remember when I first watched it, I was probably like 15 at the time. And, you know, I, did, I wasn't aware that these women were porn stars. And I remember watching it with my friend's older siblings. And they knew, like, all these porn stars. They're like, oh, my God, that's Heather Hunter. That's Nina Hartley. And it's like, who are these people? Like, they're porn stars. You know, hanging around my friend's older siblings and them knowing who these porn stars were. So these porn stars were low-key being glamorized to us, and we didn't even know it back then. And what's so funny is that recently, I think it was about a year ago, one of the porn stars from the How Do You Want It video she like literally spilled the tea, Angel Kelly. 
And she talked about how Tupac had sex with her, Nina Hartley, Heather Hunter, you know what I'm saying? And um, back then, sex work, I'm going to say, wasn't, it was more kept hush-hush. You know, yeah, they were getting on Twitter, yeah. blasting them, which yeah, right, there wasn't yeah, a Twitter. They were, but. Yeah, they were more quiet with their groupie tales. And it wasn't something I would say where they had a platform or were able to like really... All they had was an industry. There was no way for them to do like what goes on now with social media. Right. You know, so I think the men had a certain level of respect for them in a way because the fact that Tupac would bring all these women out to be in this video and she spoke very highly of how Tupac treated them. You know, with respect, right. you know, food, drinks, whatever they wanted. Even when the other girls were trying to clown them, like, oh my God, you guys are just sluts. You guys are porn stars. We're real models. We're real video girls. Tupac shut it down on set. Like, you guys are not going to belittle these women. You're not going to talk down to the to them. They're women just like you are. They just work in a different line of work. So I feel like there was a little bit more respect for, in, for people in the industry back then than there is now. Now everybody has jokes. But like I said, while it's funny to have jokes on Twitter, are you low-key watching porn as well? Because right. nobody has jokes at two o'clock in the mor morning. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? When they're watching these porn stars and they're jerking off, they only have jokes during the day. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can't remember what album it was. Um, it was in the 2000s. It was uh, Blink 182. I, I mm. want to say it was Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. I think that was it, but I could be wrong. But it was when they really were blowing up on the scene. And the girl who was on the cover of their album um, in like the nurse outfit, she was in like one of their mm, biggest yeah. videos. She was a porn star. Yeah, I was figured she was just because like her stance, the way she looked. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a lot of porn stars featured, and um, I mean, even Eminem. Uh, he had Sasha Gray, and uh, and this was, you know, I guess uh, a, a while back. But Sasha Gray was in his. Uh, I can't remember what video it was, but she was like the the lead girl in one of his videos. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like I said, back then, yeah, you really did see emergence of not only hip hop, but rock and stuff with uh -huh. porn stars, you know, and one thing is like the industry really took a hit once the internet came about because then nobody was buying videotapes. You know, you could just go online right. all day and watch porn whenever, you know, so that industry took a big hit and then people were able to do it more renegade. Now you didn't have to like necessarily sleep with the producer and go down to like the Valley and Cali, you know, and, and apply to be a porn star. Now you can do it from the comfort of your home with your boyfriend. Right. Yeah. And there's also a lot of girls too, um, you know, that, well, some, some say it's hush hush, but they're, you know, these top Instagram models are, you know, escorts behind the mm -hmm. scenes. Yeah. And I know, I mean, you had spoke about that. Like, I hate how people try to act like it's different. Right. You know, I remember a long time ago when I was a teenager, we had a speaker come in and, and talk to us. Um, I was in this kind of like youth group and she was like a former prostitute. And I remember even asking her like, well, because she was a prostitute like who like kind of walked the whole straw. Yeah. And I remember asking her, like, well, isn't escorts better? Like, is it better to be an escort and not a prostitute, you know, walking the street? Because that was around the time that Heidi Fleiss blew up when her yeah. little black book went, you know, what we would call today viral and Charlie Sheen and so many Hollywood men were outed. And so I remember her telling me and she was like, no, there's no difference. She said people try to put it in different categories. She said, but they're all selling sex. 
from the girl who's a crackhead walking the whole stroll to the girl who's getting pimped out on the whole stroll to the girl who's an escort for the top Hollywood people, it's still prostitution. It still boils down to an exchange of, you know what I'm saying, of sex for money. And a lot of these girls, too, I mean, you can put different titles on them. Some really look different. Some might have nicer clothes and live in a nicer area. But don't get it twisted. Some of these girls, uh, these Instagram models, some of these girls that, you know, are real pretty, got real bad bodies, always wearing name brand stuff, they have pimps, too. There's a lot of girls out there that are being pimped out that you would look at them and think, oh, no, they're making their money. No, they're not. That's true. Look at Taz's Angels. You know, from back in the day, they were really mm-hmm. popular. All those girls were really pretty. You know, a lot of women wanted to be a part of Taz's Angels. And then it came out that he was pimping a lot of those girls. And, you know, a lot of them were being used. Even like in the strip club. I remember I had did that video a few months ago about Quavo and how somebody had hit me up in Texas and was like, this strip club is basically a front for prostitution and escorting. Oh, yeah. A lot of strip clubs um, have escort services. I mean, even the smaller ones and like not the huge cities, uh, they have used to you could look it up in the phone book, but they don't have you know, nobody <laughs> looks it up. Nobody has phone books anymore. But yeah, used to they would have the strip club and then under it, it would be another number. And that was their escort service. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, you know, people can say, well, why would somebody use an escort who pays for ass. But if you're a businessman traveling or a high profile person, you're not necessarily looking for relationships. You just want quick sex and that's it. You know, like I said, what two consenting adults do is their business. I just don't like when young girls get mixed in with that. You know, 16, 17 year olds get mixed into that because you do have a lot of underage girls that are also involved in escorting and they're thinking that's the way to go. And, you know, their whole goal is to be an Instagram model or Instagram famous. And a lot of these young girls are also tricking as well for a bag, unfortunately. Yeah. And they don't understand quite yet that there is a much darker side to it. Um, You know, everybody's built differently. Uh, If you're really spiritually sensitive, it does it does eat at you. It does kind of, uh, this sounds really dramatic, but it does slowly eat at your soul for people who are super sensitive. Some people can do it and you know, that's cool. But I definitely don't think that a younger girl at all is mentally, spiritually, even physically prepared or mature enough to be able to do something like that. That in no way, shape or form should be something that a young girl is aspiring to do or definitely not doing. Because um, like I said, there's a really, it looks so glamorous from the outside. You know, like you said, some, there's the, the crackhead portrayal of the host role and all that. But this whole glamorization of these escorts and things like that. Oh, well, you're just getting paid all this money just because you're so pretty and everybody wants you. Um, it's a lot darker than that. Like I said, a lot of these girls have pimps, um, not to mention the legal side of it. Uh, there's a lot of dark things that go on behind the scene with addiction, uh, abuse, it's a really, really dark industry that you have to be, if you're not built for, it'll chew you up and spit you out. Yeah, it really will. You know, and I've had friends who were strippers and, you know, who did things on the side as well. And it does. And you look at them from when they started in their twenties and, you know, we look at each other and they just age dramatically and we're the same age and they look 
every bit of their age, if not older, because that industry does take a toll on you, does take a toll on your soul. And especially like we've talked before, like, you know, just the transference of energy and the transference of, of sexual energy, especially that can drain, especially when you're sleeping with the wrong type of people, you know, yeah, you and nobody feels bad spirit. for you. No, no, you're just a, a slut and a whore and it's to be expected. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while girls can play it off, like, oh, it's, you know, it's whatever. And I'll be a slut. I'll be a thot. Those words eventually, you know, they, they do. They, they, they start to eat away at you. They start to eat away at your self-esteem, you know. Yeah. And even now, we were talking about this the other day. For y'all who don't know, there was an OnlyFans worker who committed suicide. You know, she was like one of the top OnlyFans girls, beautiful girl. Um, her name is Christina Lisna. And um, she went by the name Chris the Fox on OnlyFans, had a bunch of followers. She had moved to St. Petersburg and initially she was working as a banker, but she decided to do OnlyFans because, you know, she's pretty young, nice body. And she felt like she could make way more money doing that than, you know, doing banking. And she was, she was making good money. And just a week ago, she jumped off of a building. And they found her dead and they watched the CTT, the CCT footage. And basically she, she walked into the building. She was eating a bag of chips. You know, everything seemed normal and she just jumped. So that lets you know, even with all the money, you know, the education that she had, um, you know, all the opportunities, all the fans, this woman still killed herself. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, just like the the other lady, I can't remember what her OnlyFans name was. I know her name was Cat, uh, but uh, her husband killed her. Or, oh yeah, yeah. And apparently, he took a lot of the photos and things like that. But apparently, a, a, they had a, a night. They drank too much, whatever. And um, yeah, she they found her in her yard dead, and her husband had um, beat her like in the head with a, a liquor bottle, and um, it. There's a lot of stories like that. It's mm -hmm. not; those are just the two that we know of uh, that had went super mainstream. But there's a lot of stories, of especially women that are in relationships. They act, you know, their husbands act like it's all cool, boyfriends, whatever. They get jealous. It's mm -hmm. hard to maintain a relationship if you're doing sex work. Yeah, they were married for 14 years. Um, her OnlyFans name was Kitty Cat. Oh, okay. Her name was Cat West. Yep, I remember that story. And yeah, her husband basically pled and said that he could no longer handle her sexy photos. Meanwhile, he was the idiot taking said photos. It just right. doesn't make any sense. And <laughs> now you can't handle them. And then he goes on ahead and he ends up, you know, beating her to death. And from the outside looking in, you know, cute couple. And you're thinking, well, hey, the woman's hot. He has a hot wife. They're making all this money. They're traveling the world. You know, they're living their best life. And the whole time he's seething with anger and jealousy. Right. And who knows, you know, what was going on behind the scenes in their relationship. Uh, I don't know if they were having issues, if they were arguing, if it was a solid foundation before she started uh, her OnlyFans account, because apparently she was just a stay at home mom. So or not mom, just a stay at home wife. But uh, there could have been also jealousy, not only of everybody seeing his wife, but the income. She could have been making more money than him. Yeah. Tearing yeah. away at his masculinity. Mm -hmm. Making him feel some type of way. Yeah, from what they're saying, they met in 2014. That's when they got married. Um, she was a stay-at-home mom. They have a 12-year-old daughter. Oh, I didn't mm -hmm. know they had a yep. kid. Yep. Oh, my gosh. A daughter, and he was in the U.S. Army for 21 years. 
Wow. So he went from being, a, you know, you know, if you're in the army, it's very militant, very strict. So right. he went from being an army person to working as a security guard on a college campus. So okay. he couldn't have been making much money doing that right. <clears throat> compared to what she was pulling in every month on OnlyFans. And she only started because she went and got breast implants. So she went and got the fake tits in 2018. And it was like, you know, wow, my body's banging. Let me see if I can start, you know, OnlyFans. And she was charging $15.99 a month and was making, you know, buku money taking care of the family. Yeah, so that that could have affected him too. And I didn't realize they had a kid, which, you know, I, another thing is a lot of people don't realize or they don't think about it now. But you said this time and time again, when you put something on the Internet, it lives forever. So when you're doing these like back page things, um, you're doing the OnlyFans, that's, you have to remember that this is going to be on the internet forever and this can come back to haunt you because you might not always be in the season of life that you're in right now where you're doing sex work. You might actually, you know, probably stop and go on to do something else and that is always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, and that's probably kind of what happened to them is like it was all fun and games when with strangers who were looking at his wife, but imagine his military buddies. Yeah, I was thinking of that too. Yeah, probably clowning him Mm -hmm. and making him feel some type of way. Right. Like, look at your wife. You have no control of her. How dare she do something like this? Like, you're sick. Are you that broke that you? I would never let my wife go down that route. So Mm -hmm. you just never know that pressure from the outside. Um, could have been a lot, not to excuse his behavior, of course. I mean, it's disgusting that you were yeah, it's horrible. Yet behind something like that, but yeah, the the industry is very seedy, you know, and that's why we always like to talk about both sides. You know, while there are women making money and being able to claim their independence and get a bag, you know, from whoever, whatever you want to call these guys, John simps, or just you know fans, um, you know, kudos to them for being able to get a bag some way somehow, but. I also hope that a lot of these women, a lot of these young girls listening to this podcast are also saving for a rainy day. You know, just like all the bullshit Sukiana was doing. Oh, I'm a millionaire. Now I'm an official millionaire. But you notice, look how much she lost. A lot of people don't rock with her like that. Her man that she was doing all the porn with, he ended up leaving her at the supposed, you know, proposing to her. And now she stopped her OnlyFans and things like that. But I hope that she also saved her money, you know, because... None of this stuff lasts forever. You know, I don't care if it's OnlyFans, if it's YouTube, if it's, you know, Instagram, you know, people fly you out to Dubai. Nothing lasts forever. You know what I'm saying? Everybody gets older, content changes, fans change, people move on, people support. So you always have to find ways to re- to reinvent yourself and to always try and keep a stream of income coming in, but also saving your money. You know, just because you have it doesn't mean that you have to let it burn a hole in your pocket. You know, you got to be able to save. And that's where a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to getting fast money. And that's why we see so many of these YouTube celebrities and, and TikTok influencers now being accused of, you know, pump and dump scams. And these are people who have literally made millions of dollars on social media and they've, they're losing it all from fronting and, and doing this, you know, flossing this high profile lifestyle that they cannot maintain. Yeah, I was super shocked when I was because I, I ain't even going to pretend like I understand the whole um, this like cryptocurrency stuff going on. Uh, I don't really understand it that much, but I do 
see like a scam. Like I can point out a scam when I see it. And I noticed there was so many people that were pretty well known, had millions of followers. You are assuming they have lots of money because of the way they portrayed themselves on social media, even though I know a lot of times it's smoke and mirrors, but say if we're just going based off of, you know, what meets the eye, you're like, okay, they got plenty of money. Why are they scamming people? Because this is clearly a fucking scam. It doesn't take a, a genius to realize that. Like I said, I'm not super like well-versed on cryptocurrency and all this. There is so many big-name people right now running these scams. Why do you need all this extra money, especially in such like a, a seedy way? Right. You know, and it just goes back to people living above their means, flossing for social media, but not understanding that you also need to save for a rainy day. It makes more sense to live within your means and make sure you can afford your lifestyle with or without your social media bag. And if you cannot afford it without your checks from Instagram, YouTube, OnlyFans, then you're living way above your means. It's just yeah. as simple as that. Yeah, we'll definitely leave that for another show. I'm definitely going to talk about that in the future because it's getting out of control at this point. What yeah, a lot crazy. of stuff that these influencers and even celebrities are doing. You know, Kim Kardashian as well pushing cryptocurrency. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous at this point. And unfortunately, you know, when you have a, a fan base, you have a responsibility to people. You know what I'm saying? You have a responsibility to people, but not everybody thinks that way. Yeah. It, it, it makes you wonder, are they, do they really not have as much money as they're portraying or is it just like blatant greed? Like right. which one is it? Or is it a mix of both? Yeah. Most likely a mix of both. Probably. <laughs> 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 but this has been a wonderful podcast, Emily. I really appreciate you for coming on with me today and no just problem. talking about this whole OnlyFans mess. Because it's, it, I mean, I, I'm paying close attention to it, but it's definitely the rabbit hole is going deep with this one. And I yeah. think eventually they're going to come out and announce, just like Patreon did, no more sex workers. I, I think you're right. A hundred percent. Like I said, I read stories after stories after stories and they were all the same i just quit reading at one point because i'm like this is literally just i'm just it's all the same it's repetition but yeah they definitely uh something's in the works for sure definitely so on that note thank you guys tea sippers for joining me here on tea time unfiltered we will talk to you guys later deuces Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.